Match day 24, Pacific FC 1, Atletico Ottawa 1, a third consecutive draw and no open play goals in sight. But hey, we stay top of the league anyway, so let's go. ATO After the Whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan all season long, every Tuesday, giving you reactions, analysis, and hot takes. And Patty, how do you feel after that one? Another draw. <laughs> Another draw. That's uh, what, three in a row now? So, uh, I, yeah, I think, we're, we're. I think so. Oh, rough. I think that is, yep. Three, three in a row. So, uh. Three draws in a row. Yeah, zero, 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 and then one, one. And so, one, one. That's uh, <laughs> the third game in a row where we have not scored from open play. Yeah, which sucks because, uh, like, we were all pumping our own tires, being like, yeah, we scored three goals from open play in our, like, three nothing win against Calvary. And now we're like, Ugh. in two games in a row, we scored, <laughs> then we scored three against Halifax as well. Six goals in two games, and then we just went three games with one pen. One goal. Yeah, one penalty. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, some. Somehow we're still top of the table, um, thanks to some help from yes. the Wanderers. <laughs> yes. Well, just despite all of it, we are still top of the table. And, you know, uh, I got to say, I, I feel like a lot of that is luck. A lot of the yeah. other teams have kind of been shitting the bed a little bit. Valor is on a fucking tear at the moment as well. So they're they're helping us out okay as much as they can. And uh, well, they are, yeah. they are, but we, you know, we have to face them next. So <laughs> we do have to face yeah. them next. <laughs> yeah. But it's like we talked about, you know, if we're not going to win, we sh- just shouldn't then lose. don't lose. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely so, right. So, uh, yeah, I think we're all pretty tired of draws at this point. Um, yeah. and it sucks to have to rely on other teams sucking for us to stay in first, but mm-hmm. you know, here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think yeah, you're on yeah. luck, I guess. Exactly. Whatever. Um, Yeah, (laughs) true. Uh, First things first, uh, before we jump into the game, let's talk about the update that happened before the game. Uh, Carlos Gonzalez's red card. Yep. So rescinded. Yeah, he was back on the bench. Exactly. Thanks. I mean, it's, you know, it was pretty easy, I think, to overturn a boneheaded red card like that. Nice try. (laughs) Nice try, Ben Hoskins. (laughs) <laughs> but i mean really it just God, i think it. it just reinforces my, like our points what we talked about last episode about ben hoskins and how shitty he is so yeah. um so well, you know yeah exactly when have we, have we have we ever seen an appeal something like that overturned like i can't remember seeing something that actually overturned normally canada soccer shits the bed and they're like now we're gonna stick with the decision the ref is right so when it's so egregious that canada soccer is legit like nope that's a dumb call we're, t- we're reversing that then you know it's 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 a bad one it's a yeah. shocker <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, anyway, I just love being proved right. So, you know, mm-hmm. but here we are. Here we are. So, um, yeah, I mean, the game was I mean, the game was tight on stats. I mean, nothing really stood out. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to, like, talk about how exciting it was. I mean, I was, it was a bit of a nail biter. I would call it for, like, the first, I'm going to say, 25 or 30 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. neither, neither team really could get one over on the other. We were kind of like, we, I think both teams just looked, looked exhausted and they kind of played like yeah. they were tired. So, yeah. um, you know, aside from Ollie Bassett, well, Dada Luke taking a super dumb foul, <laughs> which I loved seeing. Um, yeah, I did love seeing and that. And then Ollie absolutely <laughs> burying it. Yeah. 
And then and then finger wagging at the crowd too. I love oh, it. It's so, so unnecessary, so but good. like he can be such a shithead sometimes. <laughs> I'm like fucking get it. I know, and it's his old team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, it's, it's, but it's, yeah, no, it's we, funny we, because like obviously he felt he would have felt hard done by by like the team and club for like not yeah. keeping him and not playing him a whole lot. But like I don't know what the fans did to make him angry, but he definitely gave him a finger wag, <laughs> and then they definitely booed him every time he touched the ball for the rest of the game. <laughs> I know. I absolutely. <laughs> Loved it. I loved it. it. Like he got booed literally when he touched the ball. And I was like, yeah. I think Pacific fans are just salty that they gave up such a stud for literally nothing. And like, I'm here for it. Oh, you know they are. <laughs> you know they are. <laughs> yeah. So I love seeing Ollie play there. Um, we played a 4 yeah. 5 1. We started Bahu uh, and Wa, which is probably for the under 21 minutes because we were looking oh, at yeah. what, five games? <laughs> we need 500 plus minutes. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm happy to see Wa back out there in the starting 11, to be honest. Um, we haven't really seen a whole lot of him this season. He started, I think, three yeah. games. Um, so it was cool to see him back out on the field. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Sergio, Sergio started on the in the back yep. four. So it was like almost a, it was almost a full, full Spaniard back four. Yeah, well, yeah, when we were doing, when we were playing with a back three, it was a full Spaniard back three, but I do agree. I think a lot of the time we were playing with a back four, especially yeah, closer to the end exactly. when Becky came on. I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was neat. I mean, I, I I can see sort of why, like they have, uh, you know, we, we saw us getting pulverized on the wings with Forge earlier when we played a back three and we know how good Pacific are on the wings. So I think switching to like a four in defense a lot of the time really did us, uh, did us well. Um, like you say, it was cool seeing Hua out there. I don't think he necessarily had a great game, and it no, was absolutely so for the under for the under twenty one minutes. And I mean, I know for the next, we have four games left. And I think we need ninety two point five minutes per game to reach the threshold. So we're yeah, well on we our way up, to being able yeah, to do it. Yeah, we put up one thirty four. I think this game. So if we can do that, even we for like lot, one, yeah. yeah, one one more game of hundred plus, and and we'll be sitting pretty. Yeah. I think for the last couple uh, last few games of the season. Yeah. Um, exactly. That being said, I mean, if we talk about the starting lineup, I'm going to say it didn't convey confidence to me. <laughs> I don't no. think that's starting 11. No. Um, I, you know, we're happy to see the the young guys out there just for the minutes, I think, all of us. But having yeah. Howarth and Becky on the bench um, and giving McKendry the armband, like, I'm going to say, in my opinion, as an mm. armchair, you know, <laughs> pundit on this podcast, um, mm. I don't think... Uh, he was the right choice for the formation that we had and the players that we had out on the field to be captain. Um, especially like when we look at the entire back line, you've got, you've got three Spanish players and then you have the option of Acosta and Acosta has, has, mm. has held the band before. He's um, worn it before he's worn it before yeah, he can, can be commanding exactly. from the back because he's obviously can speak the same language as everyone in the back. Um, yeah, I think and, it probably would have been a better decision. I think McKendry got on seniority. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I think longer. I think so too. But it's it's tough because Ben isn't really the vocal force that Carl or Drew is when they're out there wearing the armband. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, again, I, I just think Miguel maybe would have been a better choice. However, uh, you know, I'm not the coach. Carlos Gonzalez is the yeah. coach. But uh, yeah. but yeah. So I mean, to me, it was just it was a surprising lineup in that I don't think it showed um, confidence that we were going out there for three points. I think it kind of mm-hmm. looked a little bit like we were stacking some under 21 minutes and just trying to hold on, which you don't really want to do at Starlight, in my opinion. Well, it's like the thing with McKendry is that he's obviously a really great player and he played a really good game, um, even though he wasn't super involved a lot. But um, uh, the thing is, is that he's kind of, I, I feel like his momentum this season has been 
choked out by us having to play Bahus so often just for the under 21 rule. And this is why, yeah. th- this this is how the rule becomes a, a detriment to the league and the yep. teams in it. And I know it's rich coming from us because we're having the minute problem, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, the, the table doesn't lie. When you look at the under 21 minute table, it's basically reverse of the actual table. And yep. uh, even, even if you just look at the blocks of four teams, the top four in the under 21 minute table are basically the, the bottom four of the actual table. And so it's like, OK, is this the way we want to enforce this idea or is it obviously being a detriment to watching quality play? And it is. Yeah. Well, and we, and we and we talked about it. You know, we talked about maybe raising the age or or, you know, having the number be lower. And it was frustrating yeah. to hear the commentators on the broadcast be like, oh, well, you know, Ottawa's got to meet these minutes because the rules are the rules. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Fucking bullshit on that. Like they're like the rules are the rules, but you can't introduce them midseason. Like I wanted to like call up the commentators in the box and be like, actually, <laughs> that like missing the playoffs rule only got introduced middle yeah. of the season. So like, don't say well, that. that's why I loved uh, that's why I love the cavalry game when um, uh, the, the other commentator was basically just sort of came in guns blazing. He's like, I don't know. I think that rule's kind of dumb. <laughs> like, do you want to watch kids soccer? Or do you want to watch a bunch of kids out there? And then Gareth Wheeler was like, oh, but but I mean, that's the rule. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> it's dumb. Yeah, no. And, and I mean, again, I'm not saying the rule itself is stupid. I just think like the yeah. age is way too low. I think under like under 21 makes no sense. I would like to see maybe under 23 or under 25 and yeah. and or just lower the amount, like lower it to, I don't know, 1500 minutes or a thousand minutes or something like that, because 2000 is just yeah. a number. It seems like they pulled out of someone's ass somewhere. And now we have to abide by it. And oh, by the way, if you don't hit it, you miss the playoffs. And it's like, come on, come on. So the the only the only team that is in the playoffs that is also in the top four of under 21 minutes is Valor. And the thing is, is that they're also bolstered by having Jonathan Sirwa and having Sean Rea, two players on loan from CF Montreal. So like yeah. all star players as they're under twenty one uh, stalwarts. So well, I mean, that, and, they, I and that also isn't really the that also isn't really the point of the rule, right? The point of the rule is to is to grow young players that don't have an opportunity yet, not to get players that are in an MLS club that are just going to go back there and like are already in an academy. Well, and already not only have that, like I mean, <laughs> when you look at Sirwa, like yeah, you look at you look at Sirwa and like automatically they're getting a minimum a minimum of 90 minutes per game of under 21 minutes of under 20 minutes yeah, just unless, by having a goalie yeah. out there they're starting exactly. keeper like come on unless he's injured which i think he's actually has been injured for a few yeah years. for a couple so games he hasn't yeah. been around or hasn't been started I mean, but yeah but they also have Sean Rea. Exactly. You know what I mean? He's like so, one of their stats. And I mean, I know, so. I know that lone players can only count for, I think, a, a thousand, a thousand two thousand yeah. minutes. But then that made that just, you know, it still makes it easier for them to hit the target. But anyways, under 21 yeah. minutes aside, that's that, <laughs> I feel like that if McHenry had been playing more consistently this season, mm. then we'd be in a different situation. Not to knock on Bahus, but I mean, it's, you know, he's, well, and he, player, he's hot. He, he's hot and cold. He dropped right? a bit of a stinker so. this week, so. He did. He yeah, did. He I looked like Bambi out there. Yeah, every time a little he had bit. A little, little dough in the headlights. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I think like if we if we're talking about performance too, I mean, Tabla's yellow was so fucking stupid. Like honestly, not because of what he did. Like you know what, what he did, whatever. Like, but I mean, he was given a yellow for mm-hmm. for doing something that I think and I think most people out there watching think would be totally fine in almost any other league. And they're like, oh, because you rifled it in the net after the whistle you get a yellow card and it's like okay but like it's not like he wasted any time really because the keeper just grabbed it and play resumed like so it's it's frustrating because it's it's something that we've seen a lot um and you know you you look at even like the last 10 minutes you had two pacific players one of whom just booted the ball way into the stands like on the far side of the pitch and all they got was verbal warnings and like to me that's again just the inconsistencies you see in officiating at the season 
Yeah, it sucks. Um, obviously, it was it was it was a harsh yellow to give. Mm. Um, by the letter of the law, it is a yellow, unfortunately. So then yep. you can't really get around yep. that, I guess. You, know, you can see it applied, you can see it not applied, but having it applied is like you know massive uh, arsenal against Barcelona in the Champions League vibes. It's like, man, you're really gonna do that. But um, but like if you're gonna uh, do it, fine. But then do you, it goes cuts both ways. Yeah. Like if you're gonna call, I was call honestly. Like that, like, in the moment, I was really pissed at Baloo because he actually stopped his yeah. run and he wasn't going to do it. But then he went again and then booted the ball. And I was like, that's pretty fucking brain dead, man. You did not have to do that. Like, you clearly heard the whistle. You stopped running. But out of your frustration for having given up the foul, you kicked the ball into the net. It was frustration. It wasn't out of ignorance. It wasn't. We can't pretend that he didn't do that on purpose. You know? No, he, def- he, de- he definitely did. And I, I mean, again, like, I understand why the yellow is given. I'm just... A frustrated at Bellu because again it was kind of a, a bonehead play, but yeah. B I just like it just it kills me to just see the inconsistency and in officiating where like Pacific yeah. players do the exact same thing and it's like oh you get a warning yep. two of them in the last yep. ten like come on, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah but I mean that being said I love again I loved seeing Data Luke's shitty play style blow up in his face and cause him to drop a pen oh my god it was just uh so good so good and he, well, like, it was, it was like yeah seeing us get the pens and not give him up is the is the icing on the cake yeah for sure for sure um and i mean again you know i love how how hard ollie bassett has gotten under the skin of pacific fans where like yeah, yeah literally every time he touched the ball it was just loud booze and i'm like yes yes and i'm like rubbing my hands together we love having yeah, you it's it's fun it's fun being the villains when you don't also suck mm. and uh, that was kind of the case last season yeah but now it's a lot more fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 exactly so um all right well i mean that being said let's uh let's let's jump into some stats um there was not, not a yeah, whole lot to, yeah between, i mean you know, other, other other than us having way more like clearances yes because <laughs> we yeah. were just we were definitely sitting back especially near the end there we were just getting Humbled by pressure, it was just yeah. Clearance, it was just clearance, clearance, clearance. clearance. Yeah, added clearance, added clearance. Yeah. <laughs> how, so many shot, you, how many do we have? Let me let me let me take a look at this. Twenty three clearances to their nine. <laughs> and and also also guess where eleven of those clearances came from? Was it Espeo? Uh, yeah, a nineteen year old man you may or may not have heard of, Diego Espeo. <laughs> like we thought last week when we talked about twenty percent of clearances, we were like, holy shit, Diego's a beast. He cleared the the game against Pacific. Forty eight percent of clearances were by Diego Espeo. Like <laughs> it's just, oh man, I wish I it's wish unfair. with all my it's heart. Unreal. I wish with all my heart that we were sign him at the end of the season. But I honestly think he's probably going back to Spain, which sucks. Oh yeah, that's definitely not happening. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's can we just as a little sidetrack? Um, I know can we say that he's probably our best uh, Atletico loan so far in our short history. Obviously, Soto was a beast, but um, honestly, yeah. I, I think uh, I think I think Espeo takes the cake. I think he is the best player that I think he- uh, Atleti has sent us so far. I would agree, and he's also like the most consistent, in my opinion. Because That's the biggest thing, yeah, right? when he's yeah. out there, like you, most of the time. I mean, yeah, he's had a couple kind of blips, but like m- almost every game that he plays, he'll play the full yeah. ninety or most of the ninety, and he'll just go out there and crush it. And like he yeah. slotted so well into that CB role with, especially when he plays mm-hmm. with Drew Becky, because then you have these two giant dudes in the middle of yeah. the field just like crushing it. And like the amount yeah. of times <laughs> he cleared balls with his head, I was like, bruh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I think it was, uh, I think it was. Uh, 
but Bustos made that cross from the far right side and like he mm. dove towards Nathan and headed it out the out the out the touchline. I was like, man, like that was like yeah, a, a yeah. brilliant play by Diego. Yeah, Spano. that was that. I think I'm pretty sure the the commentators mentioned that too. It's like beautiful clearance by who else? Diego Espeo. <laughs> Ian Hume was Shocker. losing. He loves that kid. He loves that kid. Yeah, but, uh, yeah so, no, he has a 19 year old has no business being that consistent and commanding as well. It's just we really are uh, privileged to have him with us. We definitely are. So, I mean, I'm hoping he, he stays healthy and we're able to yeah. use him to the fullest in the playoffs because we're probably going to yep. make it. So, um, I mean, inter- interestingly and crazily enough, there were zero offsides the whole game. None. Not a single one. Um, that being said, I mean, there was 36 fouls and five yellow cards, which is a lot. <laughs> Um, but you know, this is a card happy ref. I had looked him up before the game, and he's a you know he's given a couple of reds this season. He's pretty card happy, so I'm not really uh, surprised. A lot of fouls. It was a chippy game. It, it was, was one of those games yeah. where it's like, man, there was like no rhythm anywhere until like close to the end because it was just freaking. We gave up way too many fouls. Uh, it was yeah, rough. we did. Yeah, we definitely did. I mean, obviously they gave up more than us, but I mean, like we had so like like Baloo giving up a foul when he's on the run. It's and, yeah. I mean, was, I get he was, was getting he was frustrated all game, man. Like I was, I said it during the match. Like he was he was getting the messy treatment from the defense every time he'd get it. He'd just be swarmed by three defenders. So like yeah. I get why he was frustrated, but you know he was you can't be giving up fouls when you're when you're trying to deke through players and uh, go on an attack. It's just calm down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. What I mean? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, I mean, again, there's there's not a whole lot to dive into in key stats. I mean, we're the game was largely pretty much even back and forth both yeah. sides. Um, you know, if we're talking standout, obviously the man of the match, Diego Espeo, is yeah. is my number one. Um, yeah. Man, that he like dictated the flow of the defense in his lane. He was smart. Um, he always seemed aware of who was around him. Um, yeah. You know, whether whether it was stripes or or purple jerseys. Ninety four percent accurate passes, five interceptions, and eleven of twenty three clearances. So like you know what, I know. I just he's one of the best. He's one of the best CBs in the league. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I I feel like any any um you know player that's on loan from our from our daddy club is is probably going to be overlooked in the grand scheme of things because uh you know reasons. Yeah. Yeah. All the all the like all the salty other supporters group fans that are like you guys just have a club that's basically like holding your hand. Jealousy. That's jealousy. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's nothing that, stopping you from going out and approaching a, you know, a pro side somewhere else and doing what we yeah. did. So I heard I heard there's openings at the jelly school. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Diego, uh, nosotros te amamos, man. Like, we love you and we wish you could stay. And that was my poor attempt at Spanish. So hopefully it made sense. Um, but, yeah, we want you to stay forever. Never leave um yeah Please. yeah so um yeah speaking of never leaving as well uh ollie bassett i think ollie had a yeah. pretty solid game I think, had, um, I think had a really good game nothing too flashy but mm-hmm. you know he was able to move the ball in the middle of the pitch um you know his per i, I would call his pen like a textbook penalty like the, he was able to and it, he, he didn't fuck around with it like i like the one thing i like about when i watch ollie bassett take set pieces or penalty shots is like he really doesn't like dick around with the ball except that one time they did that cheeky drag which i loved but most <laughs> most of the time he's pretty uh deliberate with where he's putting it and like man mm. and just yeah to see him like shush the crowd i was like oh yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh yeah i mean on top of that i mean defensive stats were pretty good he won all of his tackles 75 percent accurate passes 
Um, so yeah, what I saw for, uh, at Starlight, even if I couldn't see shit because the camera angle is the worst on the planet. Oh my was, god, dude, good. it sucks so hard. Like it's it, it's so hard to be analytical about the play when you're watching it all from that angle. You know, it's so hard to have a big opinion and sort of figure out why things happened or or who was good or who was bad or whatever when you're basically watching from the sidelines. You know? Like, yeah, pretty much. And I mean, like <laughs> it's like you talked about, like even even when I saw tie-ups with with um, Balu Tabla. I would watch and there'd be like three purple jerseys on him. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. I can't even see the ball. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. Yeah, you know, like I'm sure yeah. Baloo's going to come out with it. But like I would like to see how he did it. <laughs> yeah. so, Especially when they get close so, to the uh, end. So, and yeah. you're like, I don't know if that went out of bounds. I don't know who it went off first. I don't know if this is a dangerous play or if it's a run of the mill play because it's it's on a shitty angle. Like I don't know if I should be scared or excited. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how you should watch football apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So um, yeah. So you got you got anyone on your standouts? Um. I. I mean. I think. I. I think Diego and, and Ollie are probably the two standouts. I don't think anyone else had a, a a fantastic game. I think there was more sort of disappointing performances than standout performances. It was just. It was kind of a nothing game. You know what I mean? I mean, two goals, two set pieces for because of two mistakes, and. Everything else was just, you know, basically us absorbing all their pressure, but then, 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 and then them not really getting a good look anywhere. So it was just two teams fighting each other off that basically desperately wanted to not drop points. And also, you know, like obviously they wanted to get back into a playoff position and we wanted to keep our playoff position. So it was just a, 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 a stoppable force. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, what, what's 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 I can't remember the fucking saying. But basically, it was <laughs> unstoppable teams. force meets an immovable object. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. It was a really. It was definitely a tale of two cities. And like you know what, uh, we had ended in a draw. That's just how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Um, we had one big chance. They had zero. Yeah. I don't know how big chances are calculated. I think that might have been our penalty. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Great. <laughs> we, we had uh, four shots. Uh, one shot on target. They had five. Obviously, if, if it, closer to the end, they were testing us a whole lot more. Um, and I mean, just our one shot on target with six total shots was just, we had a very toothless attack. Yeah. It was was rough to watch, (laughs) but uh, yeah, it's kind of becoming a little bit of a trend, which I don't like. It is. It is the past. It's, it's the past, especially obviously the past three games with no, uh, goals from open play. It's becoming a little bit dire and this isn't really the time of the season to uh, start doing that. Although Malcolm Shaw is training again. Is he? <laughs> he is. Yes. Yeah. So there, uh, Letty released some photos of Malcolm Shaw at training. So um, he's been kind of MIA, obviously, with an injury. But mm-hmm. if there was ever a time for Malcolm to swoop in and carry us away to the playoffs, now would be it. <laughs> you love to see it. Like, yeah, like these these games would be so much different if we had like Malcolm and Baloo like up top. Oh, you know my what God. I mean? Like, uh like if we did our three five two and had the two of them up top, like you know, because both of them can go deep. Obviously, Blue likes to go deeper, but uh, Malcolm doing his runs in behind the defense with Blue sending in balls, it would just—I really think it's that extra, it's that different dimension in attack that we've been missing for so long this yeah. season. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And so, I thought it, I, just, I yeah, I was thinking about this a lot today, actually, especially when we talk about like strikers and why we st- we never seem to have a striker that that thrives in our in our system, and we always seem to blame them for being bad. But at the same time, it's it, but and then it's, so we sometimes we try and walk it back and then blame the system for maybe not favoring like a lone striker. And I was thinking about this a lot today because people were talking about um, uh, Wolves just signed uh, Diego Costa, 
Oh. Um, obviously, you know, like the 33-year-old uh, Brazilian Spanish guy. Yeah. He's back in the pram again. Uh, you know, obviously a bulldog, former Atleti player, multiple times over. And they're like, is he going to yeah. solve our problems? Because Raul Jimenez hasn't really been firing. And then they talk. And then I remember watching Wolves in 2018, 2019, when they were being coached by Nuno Espirito uh, Santos. Yeah. And they play. And I was like, you know what? I think this is a team that we play a whole lot more like than we play like Atletico. Because the Wolves notoriously especially in that season they didn't score a lot but they conceded even fucking less and they played a good defensive low box system three at the back a lot of wing play but they had Raul Jimenez and Diogo Jota up top yeah and the thing is is that when you have like very complete forwards like that that is how you get the most out of a striker right yeah and, or uh, uh and the thing is if you don't have like a world-class complete forward like that at the top of your of your spear then you might think your strikers are just underperforming because you need to have someone who's comfortable being really alone at the top and coming back and collecting the ball and having those nice little flick-ons when you're on the break. And the thing is, is that Malcolm is probably one of the only players in our arsenal that really fits that. Well, uh, exactly, because I don't think I don't think that description. I don't think we have a Diego Jota, but like I do think Malcolm, like essentially our spear, like you you know alluded to, our spear's been blunted pretty much all season by not having yeah. a talisman center point striker like malcolm shaw yeah i mean yeah. the man was golden you know was in the golden boot race last year he was a golden scarf winner for ccsg like had a bunch a whole basket of goals and mm-hmm. this year we've kind of been unfortunate because we haven't had him you know like and i look at i even look at like how pacific plays differently now that they don't have uh alejandro diaz yeah or sorry diaz yeah um yeah so now that diaz is gone overseas i look at how they play differently now and i'm like it's shades of Atletico a little bit because yeah. they've had to adjust their formation and their their offense has been largely blunted. I mean, look at some of their most recent performances. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I'm I'm God. I have my fingers crossed so hard that we see Malcolm Shaw start to be rotated yeah. back in, even if it's just kind of last thirty minutes, last twenty minutes, um, for a game or two, and then hopefully mm-hmm. he gets back to starting form and we can see him out there kind of leading the way for us and uh, with yep. with Balu Tabla uh, and and him up mm-hmm. top. Even just to see something different, man, because something's got to give. Like, obviously, with three games in a row, no goals from open play, it's like, all right, obviously something's wrong with our attack. Like something has to change. Yep. So. Just having him, you know, come back, it would be like, like they say, it's almost like a new signing because he's been gone for so long, right? So, yeah, yeah no, yeah. it'll be, uh, it'll be good to see. Speaking of strikers, fucking <laughs> Joey uh, sent us something over, and then he's like, for me, Vlad Moragrega. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Stayed, stayed on the bench. Good lad, man of the match. <laughs> yeah, I died when I saw that. It was like, it was like, who's the man of the match? Vlad for staying on the bench, and I was like, oh my Joey. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like, that's like cutting, cutting Joey like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's why he's the hot stove assassin yes sir um yeah so i mean uh i'm gonna put um in my disappointments if we're gonna shift to that um yeah i gotta put i gotta put miguel there um i think i he don't had, think he had his best game i don't think he had the, his best game um but that foul like i wanted it like man i just that's enough to be on this list i think it was, i know like, it was you, so you can't be stupid making, so it stupid. was very stupid. It was it was needless. It was needless. And honestly, well, it, when when he conceded that foul, and then they got the free kick in that position in the back of my head, I'm like, they're gonna fucking score this. Yeah, game. literally, I, th- I thought the exact same thing, and I was like, oh, here we go. We're just gonna concede the concede the tying point right before the dying minutes of the half. So yeah. it's frustrating because, like, man, I watched it happen, and I was like, he's usually so composed and smart in that role, and then mm-hmm. to watch him foul from behind while I think it was heard was was facing away from us, I was like, bruh. 
Like I wanted to sepaku myself. Like I was like, here's how we fucking go in and get dunked on. No. And we did. And like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it was uncharacteristic. I mean, listen, this is the last play before the halftime whistle is going to go. Go into that change room with the 1-0 lead and then figure out your plan for the next half. Yeah, well, right? and I mean, again. Like, don't make a stupid mistake like that right at the end before you go into the locker room. And I know there's probably just... there's probably a bunch of you out there that are upset with Johnny and I for coming at his holiness, St. Miguel. <laughs> but but uh, but I mean, here's the breakdown. So so the referee made the correct call. Yeah, I think we can all agree um, to let play continue past the minimum one minute just because of what oh, was yeah. happening. Clear run on play was happening. Mm. They should have been allowed to continue to whatever the conclusion of that play was. Mm. If we had forced the player to change their pace and direction rather than going with that risky foul, which would end up happening, play would have just ended right there. Yep. You know, and I think that would have been good for us. I don't think Ingham was in the right position for the shot. Um, He he didn't really set himself up correctly. We had the wall there, but he should have maybe been a little more on his left, which was like, (laughs) yeah, that was a, that was a a keeper gaffe. It's, 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 you know, yeah, nobody likes bit. blaming keepers for conceding goals, but I mean, on a free kick like that, like that was a keeper gaffe. There's no way you yeah, should have, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you I mean, trust, he moved too trust as well. Yeah. And he moved too early. He moved in the wrong direction. And I mean, even the commentators were like, bro, you can't be doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, McKendry's jump, he turned inwards for some reason and the ball basically like bounced off his ass cheek. I mean, if he had stayed kind of forward, I, I would suspect that the ball would have deflected back at the kicker, but it didn't. Yeah. Um, so basically we kind of gave them a golden opportunity at the worst possible time. Um, so, you know, we kind of, you know, in the words of DJ Khaled, we played ourselves. So, <laughs> so, uh, you know, here we, we go. Did. One, one straight into the half, which kind of sucked yeah. for us. Honestly, it was just, a, it was just a shitty, it was like kind of like a domino effect of like mistakes that, you know, sucks that it was an injury time at like plus three minutes. It's the worst, especially because when you're the coach and you're like, you're already thinking about what you're going to say when you go into the change room at half. You already think about what moves you're going to do, like what play you're going to do. Da, da, da. Am I going to make a change or how am I going to tell them to go out and start the night? How am I going to motivate them? Da, da, da. And then you have to rip all that up. Well, and I think it's funny because I think you change. and I joked about this happening to uh, to Wielden Jr. in the Cavs game because I think it was uh, Alleman scored. In, oh, yeah. Like, he scored time. right <laughs> before the half of first <laughs> half. Yeah, exactly the same thing. It's exactly yeah. the same thing. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. So Miguel's on here just because of that boneheaded play. Honestly, I was like yeah. super frustrated when I watched it. Um, and you know what? Like, no, Brian, no, <laughs> Brian, right. Uh, huh. um, he was, he played 30 minutes and he was like a ghost again. And except when he was passing to the wrong team, which I also hated watching, um, <laughs> 15 touches, 54% pass accuracy. And the, the, I think he almost fell back into his funk of just like giving up when yeah. you, the ball didn't bounce the way that he wanted or, or wasn't. Uh, you know close enough or whatever um i'm really hoping that it's kind of a blip because we've talked about him the last couple of weeks and he's been fairly strong and like on, on the upswing yeah. um yeah. and and i think this was again just like a little bit of a slip up um or at least i hope it is um but i guess you know we'll find out in a week when we're playing a resurgent valor yeah. so if you know if he ends up in the in the 11 Here's the thing about Brian is that I know there was a, there was a mailbag question a while back and they were like, does, is Brian, is, is he maybe just one of those strikers that needs lots of, cha- like obviously has uh, loads of natural talent, can finish like a motherfucker, but is he just mm-hmm. one of those strikers that needs lots of chances to get the goal? And you know, some strikers yeah. are like that and you know, he probably is. 
You know, if, even if you look at world-class strikers, look at Olivier Giroud. He is one of those classic opportunities that needs freaking 10 chances before he scores that golden chance. You know, if, if he was a, a if, he, if he won a World Cup without taking a shot on target, for fuck's sakes. Like, so, yeah. I mean, if he's one of those strikers, it's, and you know, and we're a team that doesn't create a lot of chances because we basically have few chances because we play defensively and we get our breaks and we have to snatch at those few chances. Maybe that's another example that we keep dragging on about, about how maybe our system isn't the best for that type of striker. I mean, someone like Brian Wright in Pacific would probably would probably be in the golden boot race. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, if we're going to if we're going to draw those comparisons, I mean, we talked about it last week about about how Vladimir Gregor really doesn't fit in our system. And it's yeah. tough because I think Brian Wright is a similar play style of being like a kind of like that finisher top forward. And if we're not, yeah, exactly. And if we're not giving him the chances, you know, like I know sometimes we're hard on him, but at the same time, I do think that the last few games he's improved drastically as far as his performance goes. Mm. It's just frustrating to continue to watch like that kind of like hands in the air. Well, I guess, you know, it's like too far. And I'm like, bro, like just, I mean, when you, when I watch like Ollie Bassett run half the field and chase down a ball, like you can do that too. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. It's it's rough, especially when you look at a striker, and a lot of people like to clown the ones that don't take lots of touches. Like I know there was um, some game last season when Lukaku had touched a ball like three times or something in one game, yeah. and um, people are like, "Oh, they're not getting involved in the play enough," and and you have to wonder. It's like, okay, is that their fault, or are they not getting the service that they need because of the type of player you are? I mean, like you know damn well what type of player I am when you're putting me in that lineup, and if yeah. if you're not if they're not the type of striker that's going to come deep and then pick it up and they're ones that will just hang at the top as a poacher and then finish those chances, then don't expect them to play a way that they're not meant, meant to play. If they're not the well, type of player, then who's, whose fault is it? You know? Well, exactly. And we've seen how effective Brian Wright can be when we play a high press and when we have that offensive pressure that creates the, the space for him to be able to move. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's, in, he's an incredible finisher. So like yeah. when we do create that, it's great. I just think yeah. You talked about it a little bit earlier. Like, I think that's our problem is we haven't unlocked our, our offensive potential really all season. There's been yeah. a couple kind of flash in the pan games where we put up three, three goals or whatever. But other than that, I mean, it's been fairly defensive, which is good. But also, like, we want to win as well. <laughs> and we can't just, like, yeah. run on draws for our entire season. Well, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, our leading scorer is a central midfielder. So that basically tells you all you need to know about uh, our attacking situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah good, good point good point yeah. yeah yeah so anyways other than that i don't really have um i mean every everyone was just kind of blah for the most part other than the standouts that we mentioned um good to see zach Verhoven back yes really good to see him yes back on the pitch. i was when i saw him coming on i was like yes yeah. zach's back <laughs> yeah zach's yeah. back malcolm's gonna be back it's like whoo we're, we're everyone. Everyone's coming uh, back for the end of the, for the run. For the, for, well, that's just it. Just in time for playoffs. Last four games. We obviously we were talking about how something needs to change. We need to start offering something different because we just went three games without scoring from open play, and now we're having some of our other board players back that have been gone for ages. It's like okay, maybe we can throw some curveballs at some teams that might have. Uh, yeah, because because honestly, that's that is Zach Verhoeven's specialty from earlier in the season. Is yep, like yep. he's that he's that sub that comes in and just buries a like a late a late game winner. So exactly. Yep. So good to see him back. Hopefully Malcolm Shaw will be back soon. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you know, I guess we'll keep an eye on it from here on out. Yeah. Like we said, heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. CCSG Mailbag. 
Mailbag time, ladies and gentlemen. It is the mailbag. Yeah, the mailbag's pretty full today. So the mailbag Mm -hmm. is an opportunity for all of you out there who are members of CCSG to get your own questions, queries, concerns, hot takes, whatever you want to send to us. We will throw it in the mailbag and probably read it on the air right now. So uh, it's the best part of being Live part of CCSG. Direct. Exactly. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a free segment of the podcast only for CCSG members. So, you know, big ups to all of you guys out there for stuffing our bag. Oh, wow. That sounds terrible. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Johnny, please cut that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know what? It's fine. I've had enough gaps this is the season that, you know, let's just leave it in. I'm sure there'll be plenty okay. of sound bites for the fans out there. If you thought that sounded and by sound bites, that's your own fault. Yeah. Or your name is Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, you should awesome. see some of the shit that he sends me, man. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but yes, and if you're not CCSG and you send us a question, we're not going to read it because you have to join CCSG first. And also, you should join CCSG. Yeah. Having yeah, said that, do that. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw the first question to you because we kind of yeah, just were it. talking about this. Um, as a team, we have never been known to have a big attacking presence. That's pretty true. But the last three games, our offensive form has been as good as Vlad's best moments in 2020. <laughs> oh, what, does, what does Cargo need to do to have that spark back? So we've talked about players. What does Cargo uh, specifically need to do to get that spark back? I mean, I think that we have to look at I think a big part of our struggles, especially recently, has been the manner in which we engage a counterattack. So mm-hmm. Atletico traditionally has been very successful at at kind of getting possession of the ball in the low block. And one of our defenders, whether it's Miguel or, or Espeo or Drew Becky or whoever, um, pushing the ball up through the mids, either through Ollie Bassett or Bahus when he's having a, having a good game. Um, mm-hmm. and then, and then kind of getting that long ball out to whoever's on the wings, um, mm-hmm. or, or to most of the time, Balu Tabla in the center. Um, yeah. so when we have games of like, I mean, this game, for example, 51% accuracy on long balls and Pacific had 70%. So when we have yeah. games like that, where only half of the balls are going where you want them to go on those long ball yeah. counterattacks, I think yeah. that plays a huge factor in our ability to generate any kind of offense from from that type of play, which again traditionally has been our most successful style of of scoring, um, because we have players that can burn the wings or Bellu Tabler who can basically deke out anyone on the field. And mm-hmm. in order to enable that, we need to work on our passing accuracy as far as our long ball passing. I think. Um, secondly, I do think that we have to utilize our wings a little bit more and spread their defense because again, you talked about it earlier when you have um, a messy type situation where you've got three or four purple shirts <laughs> all on our like quote unquote, one of our better players in value tabla. Mm-hmm. Um, it really makes sense that we should be trying to spread their defense. And we don't a lot yeah. of the time we try and push the ball up to the middle and it, it ends up kind of blowing up in our face. So mm-hmm. I would love to see a little more work on, on long passes. And I would love to see a little bit more work on pushing out to the wings. And I'm not saying like push out to the wings and pull a, you know, like a, like a Carl Howarth, who, like a curling cross into the middle and hope someone gets ahead on it. Cause I have seen, you know, we even saw in the game, like some of the like ticky tacky triangle play on, on the left or the right side between you know, the mids and and whoever's up top or the mids and the wings. So I think that when we start playing that form, like me watching as a, as a, as a fan, that was when I was most confident to watch that ball move around a little bit and be like, okay, now we're just moving the ball around in order to create space, which mm-hmm. we're then using to put balls in the net. So I'm hoping that 
Carlos is off. I mean, he's he's watching. He is watching. He's probably listening right now. Um, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I, I think that that's really the key to unlocking our offensive potential mm-hmm. over and above. I think the natural talent of, of a player like Malcolm Shaw, which we would love to have back. Um, so yeah. if we're working with what we've got now, I think that those, those are the two big, big areas that I would love to see improved. I can see that. Yeah, wing wing play is definitely something we need to take advantage of. Um, obviously, we started an under twenty one on the right wing um, on Sunday, so that would have yeah. been a weak point, right? So it's it's. Yep. So we, I mean, we've got we've got the power, especially now that we've got Verhoeven back. Oh yes, um, I'm so glad he's back. He is so yeah. fast, and I'm yeah. like, I look at I look at early season Zach Verhoeven that we watched, and it was like, man, like that's the type of style and speed that we need on the wings to to we just absolutely burn him. So. Yep. We're glad you're back, Zach. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> this, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to throw this one to you again because it's kind of in the same vein. Um, we haven't scored in open play in the past right. three games. Tabla hasn't seemed to get much action. Do we need to focus more on putting right at striker or should we be looking to get Shaw back as soon as possible up front? Obviously. Um, it's I mean, I, I, yeah, I would. <laughs> I think that's pretty clear. I, we want Malcolm Shaw back up there mm. um, simply for his his ability to pl- interplay with the midfields and interplay with Bella mm-hmm. Tabla, which yeah. sometimes we don't see with Brian Wright. And sometimes we yeah. do. Like, I, I think that his real issue is again, just the consistency of play between him and the mids or him and him and Balu. Whereas yeah. I never had to worry about that with, with, with Malcolm Shaw, because he was yeah. always kind of confident in where he wanted the ball to go. Um, so, I mean, Tabla's gotten lots of action, but it's like, he's always covered by four or five players. However, many players yeah. they are going to put on him. Um, so I, so I do think we should look at getting Shaw back as soon as we can, because I think he will unlock a little bit more of our offensive potential, which is really an area that I think we need to focus on moving into the playoffs. Yeah. If we're, if we're planning yeah. a, a, a legitimate playoff run. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, when I think of the type of player he is when he plays at striker, how he likes to come deep, how he likes to link up between the midfield and the attack. And when I think of at the beginning of the season, he would be a lot of time when he would play, he'd be stuck out on the left wing. Um, I, and then I, I and then in the, in the past, you know, obviously not the past few games, but earlier when we were doing really good counterattacks, I salivate at the thought of having him involved in those counterattacks. You know, being able to come back deep, flick a pass onto Baloo, make a run in, and just basically be at the heart of those really fast counterattacks. I think that is very much playing to his strengths, and that's the type of striker that we need if we're going to be playing that style. Yeah. So, so him coming back and playing in the middle is something I very, very much want to see going forward. Yeah, next I think everyone out there does. So, yeah. Malcolm, if you're listening, <laughs> please come back. <laughs> but when you're ready, come back when you're ready. We don't want you to get exactly. hurt again. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I, I guess I'll hit you with the uh, the old double barrel here. So first, mm-hmm. uh, did Owen oversleep and miss the plane? Was, <laughs> was that a game we could have had another under 21 in the lineup? Could we have gained over 200 minutes? Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I think we, I think we wanted we we wanted Baloo solo up top, and we wanted three solid central midfielders, especially with Suzoko out. Um, I don't think Owen would have played a good role in that system. I think we would have been weaker mm. in the midfield, and I think he knew we needed to play two under twenty ones, and Bahus was going to be one of them, and that's why he brought uh, Zach Roy. Because he's all right. He's going to be the other one that we're going to play today. Because basically, it it, it worked more towards the system we wanted to play against Pacific than having uh, Owen there. I mean, if Suzoka was there, then maybe we could have played Owen in the midfield. But we really needed um, that solid midfield against 
a very good Pacific team. So I think it was calculated to leave Owen out of this. I don't think I probably has nothing to do with him being injured or anything like that. I think it was just, you know, I mean, let's, let's admit it. He was signed to, 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 to uh, make under 21 minute cameos. I mean, you don't sign a player yep. freaking two thirds of the way through the season when you have that problem uh, for any reason other than that. So if he wasn't going to make an appearance, then he probably just didn't bother bringing him, you know, and he knew he wasn't going to make an appearance. So yeah, fair enough. Fair no enough. Um, all right. And let's, uh, let's shoot to number two. So am I the only, and this is obviously the writer. Am I the only yeah. one who notices that Bellu Tabla has a bit of an ego when he plays? I noticed in Sunday's match in particular that he rarely passes the ball when he needs to. Plus he literally just stood still on the pitch when the ball wasn't passed to him. He also keeps trying to score with only one foot as well, which is another issue that I have for, with him. <laughs> wow, someone is coming for balloon. This is... <laughs> um, I think everyone notices that he has an ego. That's literally been his thing his entire career. Obviously, since he's been here, he's really been checking that and putting it to the side and keeping his head down, um, which is, you know, uh, uh, very, uh, you know, I admire that. Um, he's mm-hmm. really, you know, because I mean, everyone knows the story about this guy, right? But then uh, he came here and then he just sort of smashed all of those notions and just absolutely became a team player. But everyone has a bad day, you know, like, fuck, man, like he doesn't have a lot of them. Everyone has them sometimes. And I think he I think him being as a lone striker is not his best position. And I think he was really frustrated because of that. Yeah, I don't think I don't think him not passing when he needed to be was an ego thing. I think it was more he was alone up there because we weren't playing a system that played to his strengths. Him being stranded up as a lone striker, he likes to come deep and be involved in the buildup. So yeah. he, he was in a position that he wasn't comfortable with. Um, and as far as the, as far as the one footedness, I think that's funny. Cause he definitely is. I mean, especially <laughs> the two goals he scored against Edmonton, there was the one, like the big Travella shot is like anyone else would have just taken it with the left, but he's like, nah, watch this instead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of players sure. are one footed, but, uh, yeah. it happens. You know, some, yeah, yeah. Some, I mean, even one of one, like one of my favorite players, look at Mo Salah. He's extremely one footed. Like so many times, it's like, why don't you just take it with the weak foot? But he hits it with the left anyways. Is they're just more comfortable with that? That's that's a mental thing more than anything else, right? Yeah, and maybe and maybe that's it, right? Like maybe that is it's a mental thing for him that yeah. you know he can play with both, but he's more confident on one than the other. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he just I think he just had an off day. Happens, doesn't happen very often. So I think we just I don't I don't think it's a symptom of a larger issue. I think it's the thing we just move on from, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a beast most of the time. So yeah, we still love you, Balu. Don't worry. Absolutely. Um, four games remaining maximum of 12 points. How much points will we add realistically speaking at the end of the season? So four games remaining, we've got um, Valor away, Cavalry away, um, York away. No, York right? home. York home is our last game of the season. York home uh, is our last game of the season. Valor away, Cavalry away, Halifax, Halifax away, York away. home. So yeah. I think we will probably put up, I want to say 12 points, obviously. <laughs> um, but I yeah, think okay. real. I think realistically, I think we'll put up eight. I think it's going to be two wins, a draw, and a loss. Um, I think we've got a little That's bit of a... Seven uh, points. Oh, sorry, seven points. Yeah, my math is shit. Um, <laughs> so okay, I guess. Man, me too. I guess. Yeah. I'm so bad. That's why I don't do these combos. How many points is that? <laughs> I don't know. I'll throw like, in a number. Man, I'm like, dude, yeah. what is the draw? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll no, throw so, in sorry. a number, and someone will be like, "Oh, that's actually not possible." Well, I don't know. You know what I'm getting at? Most of them, but not all of them. What do you want me to say? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a math teacher. All right. Okay. <laughs> I have an English degree, which yeah. might as well be a nothing degree. So yeah, I, don't I have, math, I, have okay? a, I have a history degree, so it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, so yeah, I think I think seven points. I think we're gonna put up two wins, a, a draw, and a loss. 
Um, Because I think we do have a couple of tough games versus um, Cavs and four uh, Cavs and Forge. Or sorry, Valor, um, Cavs and Valor, yeah. and and then I think you know Halifax is oh boy, they are in trouble. That team, um, I mean, but they still have yeah, but too, I mean, right? you like, know, they like, just beat they just beat Valor. You know that's that, that that that's that uh, that Salter Pen fella. He yeah, really, uh, well, they do love they do love <laughs> drawing pens and winning games on yeah. pens because they can't score yeah. any other time apparently. So, yeah. um, and then I, I mean, I got to give your credit. I hate giving your credit, but they've also yeah. kind of been on a bit they've of been, an uptick as well. Been so falling out lately. So man, I think again since they signed. Bob- yeah yeah so all of all four of our games i think are none of them are going to be easy but i could see us picking up a couple wins a draw a draw and then yeah loss i think i think seven is reasonable um mind you i would love to see nine i think nine is doable seven is reasonable anything less than that and i won't be happy i like i um i still have far too much ptsd from our last couple seasons that i never i'm not really confident ever about anything so when, <laughs> <laughs> even though we beat Cavs away 3-0 last time i'm still like oof we gotta go out there they're a pretty good team i don't know if we're gonna get anything there and johnny's like I look, um i would be happy with four points <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i mean i mean i'd be happy to hit the playoffs you know what i mean obviously we have this dream of finishing top of the league and we would love to see it but i'm also not you know demanding it i'm not expecting it i'm not uh yeah, I'm expecting playoffs now because we're we are clearly a playoff caliber team this season. So I yep. mean, you know, I'd love to like I I know it's it's a it's a basic dumb take, but I'd love to see us just not lose. You know what I mean? Like even if even yeah. if we have four draws, that's better than uh, than I'd rather just not lose. You know? Yeah, that's better than Valor. a few else. Yeah, that's true. Exactly right. Like I love I love to not lose um, uh, at York. I'd love to not lose at Halifax. Uh, Sorry, we're not going to York. I'd love to not lose at Halifax. I'd love to get a draw at Valor as well, just because they're such a wagon right now. And we'd love yeah. to win at home and close out the season. So, yeah, that would be the best. So, um, all right. Um, speaking of uh, us not pulling the W's out, why are we so shit at defending set pieces? Did nobody watch Game of Thrones and understand the importance of a wall? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's because we've obviously we gave up that free kick we gave up a free kick to escalante we gave yeah because balu tabla ducked that one time and yeah <laughs> yeah we gave up a corner kick to edmonton um yeah to yeah set pieces just i remember last episode we talked about how we're not great at scoring off of set pieces um maybe just set pieces all around aren't our strength you know what i mean like teams have set piece coaches for this very reason and i mean maybe that's just not a a strong suit of our of our coaching team so if atletico could send us one of their set piece coaches for uh, <laughs> or or just just next... just give uh just give give ollie bassett a windbreaker and he can teach people how to do set pieces yeah at least from free kicks from play not corners not corners but not free corners, kicks from like the top of the 18 yeah but um and, and also obviously conceding off that free kick was I'm gonna put most of that blame on Nathan Ingham, yeah. Because what you, you're you need to, obviously you're the keeper is responsible for setting up his wall and then playing keeper based on the wall that he has set up. And the fact that he didn't trust his wall and dove the wrong way was just that was a good that was a keeper. Well, gap. but I mean, you say you say you say he didn't trust his wall, but like Ben McKendry was a problem in the wall, and the deflection shouldn't have been a deflection backwards; it should have been a deflection forwards. But because but the way I mean, he but, jumped and turned, like. 
Yeah, but he should, still should have been expecting the ball to go to that side. Agreed, agreed, a, a, agreed. A right but free again, kick, again, it's, it's kind of one of those. Corner. Yeah, it's kind of one of those like comedy of errors where it's like one one yeah. mistake leads to another, leads to another, and yeah. here we are. Like so. when he, when he sees a right footed player, obviously it was a spur of the moment thing. Was it going to be Bustos or was it going to be Didich? It turned out to be Didich. When he sees Didich taking that kick, he should be to his left. Yeah. That's where he should have went. Instead, yeah. he got got caught flat well, because he went to the right. Exactly, and especially after he he made that amazing save on Didich's like rocket of a free kick around the around the wall in the first half mm. so like mm. yeah here oh, we are well. yep set pieces send us a set piece coach please so please. that we can start scoring please let it go stop, please uh, stop conceding them off him. <laughs> <laughs> um uh once under 21 minutes are achieved fuck i hate talking about our 20 minutes do you <laughs> do you think we will see Bahus, Antonik, and Hua starting a game uh, once no, we've hit the no, hard no to that. I think, I, I think so. honestly, once we hit that threshold, it'll be the the veterans playing with those guys as be- as bench subs. Um, mm. I think you could probably argue Bahus um, and and to- I, I mean, you could make an argument. I think for all three of them to be subs. Um, but again, you know, we have a, a fairly l- deep bench right now, and if we get Verhoven back full time, Malcolm Shaw up in the front, like. You got to make some cuts somewhere. So I think once we hit the under 21 minutes, that's going to be, I mean, we're, we're going to see peak Atletico Ottawa um, when we don't have to worry about that number. Yeah. And here, here's the rough thing. I, I think once we hit the threshold, we're not going to see Antonik or, or Hua again. Um, I think we might see Bahus just because, and I was talking about uh, McKenzie's lack of game time earlier uh, in this episode. Th- that's the rough thing is when you have to start playing these players, then that's the momentum that you've built now. Do you want to completely change your starting 11 in playoffs with a bunch of players that haven't played yeah. a lot or haven't played together a lot because you had this rule hog tying you? So I think we might see Bohus for that reason, simply that he's been playing a lot, so he has that chemistry already with everyone else. But um, yep. yeah, I don't think we see Anthony Corroy once we hit that yep. threshold, uh, which, for you know, sure. not that they're bad players. It's just they're not our best players, you know, by a long shot. Yeah, they were signed for a so, reason, right? So yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Um, we have had a dis- uh, disappointing games for both of our trips to BC. What do you think is the primary culprit? Um, I think Pacific is just one of those teams that we don't get good results against. You know what I mean? We've lost twice to them this season, had one draw and one win. Uh, we had that win against them in the Island games uh, last season. I don't know if we beat them. It's, you know, it's just one of those teams. I mean, it's like Edmonton. You know, we've never smashed Edmonton. It's just sometimes no. teams play a certain style and you don't... Uh, you don't do well against them. Sometimes they play like cavalry, and you do very well against them. So it's just, it's just an identity thing, right? I, 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 it could be travel. I don't know, but I, I think it's just that Pacific are just one of those teams that, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's always a, t- a close clash. Yeah, rubs us, rubs us the wrong way. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's probably the best way yep. of putting it. Yeah. Um, which of the four potential teams do you most want Ottawa to meet in the playoffs, specifically with respect to the travel? I know because um, I, York, I know it. I definitely because <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to go to. Um, I would love to see an away game in either the semi or in the final if we make it. Um, obviously, would you if if we made the final, would you come back for it? Um, I'm gonna say it would depend on when the game was, but yeah. I would commit to doing everything in my power to taking a flight. I would use as much of my points on my credit card as I needed to yeah. to come back and see <laughs> I let it go play in a final if I could. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, 
the, the the top teams? I mean, I guess I don't know. Like, who are your four that you or three? I guess that you would want to see in the finals or in the playoffs with us. Well, I think this. I think this is this respect to travel. So, where would you want to go to watch us play away in the playoffs? And I, I mean, I, mean, I probably liked like I mean, I've never been to Calgary or or even British Columbia for God's sake. So, I mean, like either of those places, I would like to travel to to see a game. They both got really nice venues. Um, yeah, York's York's probably not making it, so I don't have to worry about that. Uh, I, I you know would rather die than go to Hamilton, so there's that as well. Um, <laughs> if, <laughs> I say that, but my grandmother lived in Hamilton, so I've been to Hamilton two or three times a year for my entire life. So I'm just, I'm just kidding, but yeah. So you're allowed to, to say to it, Hamilton, is what you're telling me. I'm allowed to say it, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, Winnipeg. Yeah, I would care. say I probably, I probably wouldn't go there. Yeah, I know. And also, Valor worries me recently. So um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think Halifax is going to make the playoffs, but I'd love mm. to go. I mean, and like make fun of their shitty like no plumbing stadium. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that that would be fun. Even though they're not going to make it, so that's no, not an issue. So. But no, yeah. so um, how long would you be willing to drink, <laughs> not drink or smoke in exchange for not facing Forge in the playoffs? I was going to say you got to ask this because this one's aimed at me. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> this 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 is definitely a dig at me because uh, ever since moving to Montreal, I started smoking again. It's not the best. My fiance Jeez. hates it. It's I know I know, but I mean, geez, I mean Montreal now they basically hand you a pack say, of cigarettes as soon as you get here. So yeah, it's, it's part it's part of the deal when you move into your apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how long would I be willing to not drink or smoke in exchange for not facing Forge in the playoffs? If I if we if we didn't have to face Forge in the semis and then possibly made it to the final and also didn't have to face them, I would stop drinking and smoking right this second. <laughs> I do not even e- I mean even though they're not top of the table right now I don't know if they have been a lot this season at all you know they they're not in great form right now but I will put for I will put playoff forge against any team in this fucking league they are a wagon they are a beast and they know they show up in big games so yeah, yeah. don't want to play them <laughs> would yeah, rather not fair, to be quite honest with that's you a, that's a fair take that's a fair take yeah <laughs> Uh, here's a couple of funny ones here. We got two funny ones, and then we'll close the mailbag. Um, All right. Is Pacific a shit team if only because they never wear their nice jerseys when they play us? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess those are the the third the third kit with the white ones with the cool yeah the white and the black on ones yeah. yeah the super nice yeah. ones um those are cool yeah shit. I mean, do they not wear that maybe, when they but, visited but, us once? Uh, I can't remember. Did they? Oh, they might have. Either I way. think they did when yeah. we beat them at home. Yeah. I think Either they, way, they didn't wear them. it on Sunday. Anyway, um, yeah, maybe it's the same thing with us and our blue jerseys where whenever we wear our blue jerseys, we win. Maybe they're like we reserve these for, you know, games that we're willing to lose because they're cool jerseys. But, yeah, I think the last time they wore it, well, the only time they wore it against us, I'm pretty sure, was was when they played us at TD Place. Yeah, um, I'm not going to pretend like so, I know that at the top of my head, but um, yeah, but yeah I'm pretty cool sure shit. I'm pretty sure they wore them. But, yeah, those jerseys are dope. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're a shit team. <laughs> I think they've proven that. Um, but I mean, again, they're struggling a bit because Valor is like so resurgent right now. So I mean, here yeah. we are. Yep. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you this one to close the mailbag. You okay. wake up, you wake up at TD Place, which you were sleeping <laughs> what, what in. What was I doing reason. the night before? <laughs> <laughs> Eddie and Brandon are nowhere to be found. You right. have the megaphone. What is the first cheer that you lead? What is the first cheer that I lead? Yeah, what's your favorite uh, favorite cheer we got in the dub? 
fuck, we've got some really good ones, man. I know. Um, honestly, the I think my f- a wanker. The ref. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Based on this podcast. Yeah. Um, I like uh, <laughs> this. This one's funny because it works better when you're away than when you're at home. Like when we when we went to York and we got to sing the whole "Can you hear York signal?" Oh yes, classic. And when I get to yell, I can't hear a fucking thing. That's that's just uh, my 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 uh, adrenaline is just crazy. Yeah. So obviously it doesn't work as good at home, especially when there's no away fans there because you're like, okay, it doesn't doesn't hit right. But when there are a bunch of away fans there, you totally can sing it, and I love it. It's my favorite one. It's, it's just so it's aggressive. amazing. It's amazing. It's so aggressive. Yes, it is very, very aggressive. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, what about yeah, you? What's, what's, um, I, I would say, are. I mean, I think that's probably my number one as well. But my, my close yeah. second is uh, is probably "Come On You Boys and Stripes," like Ottawa, and then the echo you hear off the north stands. The echo off the north stands. Like it gives me goosebumps, man. Yeah, especially man. Last game, last game I went to. Was the uh, Edmonton nil nil? That obviously yep. that was the one that we were both at. Yep. Um, that's probably the loudest I've heard that one. That's the loudest I've heard like the stadium echo, like just from that chant. I was like, holy fuck, man! Yeah. This is, this is yeah. The Dub has perfected. They've here. perfected that over the course of the season. So that's yeah. that's definitely yeah. up there for for chance. For sure. Yeah. No. Good pick. Good pick. That has been the mailbag. Thank you again for sending us your questions. Send them to us again next week. Make sure you, you guys are great. Funny ones Keep them coming we like every week. Funny ones. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, neither of us were at the GCP. Obviously, it looked it like an amazing good. time yeah. though. Yep. Every match. Make sure you go to the GCP, um, the official pub of the Capital City Supporters Group. Um, beforehand, yep. tune into the hot stove because there will be dummies on there making hot takes. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, I tried will to be uh, them apart. Yeah, it's funny. I tried to tune in from Mallorca um, where I was on my honeymoon, um, but our hotel mm-hmm. Wi-Fi was shit. So like I literally like it logged me in on Twitter and I got like it, it's like connected and I hear like 15 seconds of just like Joey shitting on no finish. And then my phone disconnected and I was like, <laughs> that was worth it. <laughs> that was worth it. That what I expected. <laughs> so definitely if you if you don't tune into the hot stove, you should start tuning into the hot stove. And if you do keep keep turning out because it's a fun space. Mm-hmm. Um, hats off again to Eddie for, for putting that together every week yeah and make sure you put your hand up and contribute as well because as as as, as fun as it is to hear uh, joey shit on no finish it's we need more people shitting on no finish or, or anyone really <laughs> <laughs> amazing yeah yep, yeah amazing. next matchup man we're t- it's uh you know it's, it's valor i'm a little, little worried yeah. i think uh yeah. it's, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough one valor at uh ig field well, obviously, um, against them this season, we we had that one six one that we're not going to really talk about. Um, but then we beat them. We one have nothing. a we have a one nil against them, yeah. and do we have a what was the other one? Was it a two one or something? Was it a win? Um, weirdly, I, I have win, it right now. Oh, it was a, no, it was a one one on July twenty first. It was a draw. Oh fuck! Okay, yeah, I remember that one. There's such, uh, there's such a non-memorable team that you forget every game against them that didn't involve six goals. You know what I mean? It's, uh, so, so I think someone on Discord yeah. mentioned they're like, when I name the teams in the league, the one I always forget is Valor. They're the one I always say last because I forget they exist. <laughs> I know, I know this is unnecessarily like mean and rude, and you know they're probably you know fans are probably very nice people, but I mean it's there's there's a reason we forget all their games. Although I do remember the late uh, winner from Zach before uh, he went down with his injury. Yeah, that was yeah. a banger. So, 
Um, yeah, so a little, little worried going to that, but by the grace of whatever deity you believe in, we are still in first place with three ties in a row. <laughs> so uh, hopefully we are able to pick up three points. I would love to see that. I think we're, it's 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 now or never uh, for picking up some points. Um, we need to win in the next two games at least. Or to just not lose. That's also good too. But a win would be better. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to be a, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And that's not saying that that Valerie is the best, but I mean, in the if you look they at the are, form they table, they are less. Yeah, exactly. The, the if you look at the form games, table yeah. of the past five games, and they are at the top of that. So yep. yeah, you can't be afraid of these games. These are the type of games that you want to win if you want to win the whole damn thing and not just exactly. be pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, uh, hoping for good things with that. Uh, Golden Scarf nominations are open right now. CapitalCSupports.com yep. slash Golden Scarf. Vote for your player that you think should win the Golden Scarf. Your player of the year, your favorite player, any reason that you might want to give them a Golden Scarf. Vote for them. There will be some finalists and then we will write pieces about them and then, uh, and then be votes after that. Yep. Um, obviously, hosting the viewing parties at the GCP. Four away games in a row. Well, uh, well, three. three sorry, we had the one. We yeah. got three now. Yeah. We had the first one was on Sunday. Now we have three more away games in a row. Make sure you show up for those watch parties. They're hella fun. Got to keep the momentum going until our final home game of the season. So make sure you go hang out with the Capital C supporters. They're all fun as shit. You know, I like to they are like to have some drinks, like to yell, <laughs> like to slam fists on tables and stuff like that. It's yeah. Make sure you go to that. <laughs> Again, like we said, tune into the hot stove before every game. They're fun as hell. Uh, and uh, as we know, it's the last game of the season, uh, home game of the season until playoffs. It's going to be mm-hmm. York. Make sure you go uh, get your tickets in the dub, capitalcsupporters.com. Click on the little dub up in the corner. Patty, what else you got to say? Yeah, I'm honestly looking forward to the the, the race to the playoffs, I'm going to call it. Yeah. Um, now that I'm back in, in Latvia, it's a little tougher because the games are super late. Um, yeah. But you know what? I'm still going to turn out and watch them. I wish I could be at the GCP. And if you can be at the GCP, you should be too. Um, can't wait to watch us in the last game against York at home and on a playoff run. And who knows? Maybe you'll see me uh, for the finals when we're in it because I feel mm-hmm. like we're going to get there. <laughs> especially the late ki- the late kickoffs, especially when um, the when we're like the, all the time changes and stuff like that, like it's for you, it's definitely a pain in the ass. You're like, all right, when is this one? Is <laughs> yeah. this three in the morning or at four in the morning? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So at that point I just get up early before work, watch the game and then go to work. So <laughs> yeah. And then go to work angry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Three away games on the spin. Our waveform is better than at home. I'm hopeful as much as I was talking about being scared. Um, I'm hopeful we can get some points off these. So, vamos Atleti. We will talk to you next week. Vamos Atleti. Let's do it. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.